episode 380 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name's Orbital Lubbard, and on today's episode, I'm going to be reminiscing about playing pinball at Pimberg. I'm going to be reminiscing about the people of Pimberg. Oh, so one year ago this morning, right now, I believe in Chicago, it's two hours behind, it'd be 8.42. Right now, you'd have a whole bunch of tired, groggy, hungover, pinball nerds getting ready to get in line at Pemberg and and find out where they're going to be going further. Of course, this is the Saturday, but it was literally, you know, one year ago today that it would have been, uh, it would have been the Thursday, the big day, day one, right? Or sorry, the Friday, the Friday? No, Thursday, Thursday is day one, Friday's day two, Saturday is finals and Sunday's intergalactic, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. So what I want to do before I get into that, though, is I have to send out a huge thank you to each and every one of you. I saw like a hundred and I don't even know, 130 or 140 people had said happy birthday. Uh, a large percentage of those, of course, are you pinball nerds out there, you listeners. So thank you so much to each and every one of you for that. Um, I also got a lot of private messages. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised that I actually got a fair number of phone calls. Usually I probably wouldn't get that number of phone calls, but I'm out here on the East Coast. So thank you so much uh, even to my dad who who got me some funny stuff, including uh, a little bit of, uh, well, I'm kind of having a birthday party tonight. Uh, my friend, my uh, buddy Ryan is coming over who lives in town here with his wife, Sarah, and their kids, Carson and Cord, who are listeners to the show. Uh, they're going to be coming as well, probably uh, you know, have a couple beers. I also got some special bison burgers. Bison's my favorite. It's about, you know, three or four times as expensive as a beef burger, but darn tootin', it's worth it. It's worth the flavor. If you've got a meat tooth like me, get out there and try a bison burger sometime. Uh, they're, they're around. You don't even have to go to specialty butcher, butcher shops anymore. I think even here in Canada, PC, the President's Choice brand, which you can find at uh, many different grocery stores, they have them now. No, I don't work for them, but I'm excited for that. Uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn, the skateboarder, was kind enough uh, to send out a very nice message. This is in a private group for the Poor Man's Pinball Tribe. Uh, and I don't think they're going to mind me reading this since this is uh, sent off to me and I let Glenn know I'd be reading it here on the show. Uh, but I won't read any other comments because I haven't ran it by any of the other people who commented here. But uh, probably the nicest message I got the entire time. And that is, today is Orby's birthday. He's no longer in his 30s. He probably won't even be able to read this for hours until he's done walking the goats, keeping the bees, feeding the chickens, cutting the raspberries. Uh, we harvest the raspberries, Glenn. No, I'm just kidding. Cutting the raspberries, planting apple trees, swatting black flies. That I will be doing and have already done today. Cooling his modem. Modems, the fan's always on. It's on low right now, but when I go to upload this uh, show, I'll definitely have it on high for a bit. Then I'll leave it unplugged for about an hour after that while I go to walk the goats. Now, there's not many raspberries left, and the blueberries are long gone. 
but I will be harvesting uh, a shat's ton of beans today. The beans are coming in. The snap peas, the yellow beans, the green bees, bee, bees. Oh, speaking of bees, I have to do a four-day check on my bees and possibly refeed them a little bit more uh, of beet nectar. Beet nectar is like the healthy thing to give them or beet, like basically, uh, I don't know, beet sugar, beet sugar water tea. I don't know. There's a name for it. But uh, okay, let's keep reading this. Raw, um, blah, 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 drinking his tea and then hitting the ganja. I don't know what that is. Uh, but uh, anyways, it says, we're all hoping your family helps with the goats, or at least for today, and you deserve that new stern on your birthday. But you're a family man and willing to save for the future, and that's commendable. But boring. Am I right? It's boring. It's like I turned 40 and I got boring. Uh, because Albert probably from a year ago would have just went, screw it. I can scrape up enough money for this pinball machine. I'm buying it. See you later. Too bad. We'll figure out how to come up with tomorrow's issues tomorrow. And we'll, and you know, now I'm just boringly, it's, it's, it, I guess it's not really boring. I guess it's smart, but I'm waiting to make sure everything with COVID works because, uh, my wonderful wife, Danielle got a full-time, uh, educational assistant position for the entire year. But of course, with COVID, we don't know when wave two comes. The Nova Scotia government's already said that if for some reason, uh, you know, there's a second wave here, any areas that seem to be getting hit, they're going to go to virtual immediately. And as soon as they go to virtual teaching, I believe my wife will be out of a job. So that's kind of the other thing in the back of my head. The other reason why I don't want to do it. I still want a Jurassic Park. Every time I play Jurassic Park, I want it more. So I know I still want a Jurassic Park. It has nothing to do with that. It just has to do with me not wanting to completely blow the budget on a pinball machine when I, A, may need a new roof, B, need extra income due to, you know, COVID. Uh, and and our our other tea company, actually, Angry Alpaca, Danielle's today in Tatamagush at the general store doing samples. So if you're listening on the East Coast, uh, you've got about two hours to head down there because she's coming back for my little birthday soiree tonight. Um, and although it's my birthday and I had a lovely time with my wife on the craft beer cruise and I had a really nice time on my actual birthday, kind of I, I kind of set up little fun missions. I knew I wanted to go do this very difficult hike, which is about a half mile of really, really tricky terrain to get up on top of this island. Uh, I call it the mini mountain, but to get on top of this island called Partridge Island in Parsboro, Nova Scotia. And we did walk that whole trail. And then we went and got to sit on a patio and have some of my favorite craft beer. And I even did get to play some pinball, played some fireball, even played Jungle Princess the next day. So, you know, I, I got got in some pinball. But I was missing my pals, my pinball pals, and, and even my non-pinball buds back there in Ontario. I was really, really, really missing them. And at one point, I was sitting there reading comments. And I'm not going to lie, I, I teared up. I don't know if actually a tear got out of the eye, but it got real close, okay? It got all along the bottom. And I was like, ah, oh, man, frick it. I don't even care. I don't care about missing Pinberg. I don't even care about missing my 40th birthday party, which is supposed to be one of the big ones. You know what I miss? I miss the people. I miss my pinball friends. And that's what I'm missing most about Pinburg. And that's what I'm missing most about my birthday. And I thought for the rest of my life, no matter what, no matter how broke I am, no matter, even if I'm homeless, I'm going to Pinburg. like no matter what, that's the one thing I'm not going to miss ever. And of course, and I waited the whole year. And I, after I moved out here, I said, 
you know what? Worst case scenario, like all my friends from Monday Night Pinball and and Lopple, the London Ontario Pinball League, and even Tri Cities there, all my pinball friends in Ontario that I really miss, at least I'll get to see most of them at Pimberg every single year. And that didn't happen this year. So uh anyways, uh <laughs> Uh, the very end of it here, Glenn says, ladies and gentlemen, he's 26 in your program, but he's number one in our hearts. Albert Agar, happy birthday, buddy. So Glenn, holy shats. That was so kind. That was so generous. That was so nice. As if making my theme song wasn't enough of a birthday present in itself, he went over and above and did that. And I... Uh, I really, you know... I. I'm missing everyone at Pembroke. Uh, now, friend of the show, actually the last person I interviewed, Laura Fraley, did say um, she, a Facebook post, totally public post she put up here, said unexpected benefit of no Pemberg, no post Pemberg depression. Laura, you are so right. I never thought of that. So that's, I try to stay positive here. We don't want no negative Nancys, right? We want to be positive on the show. And so I'm going to try to be positive. And the only way I could find it in my heart my little tiny heart, my little heart, my little soul. The only way I could be positive is to just talk you through how this weird, crazy, not very good at pinball, pinball nerd somehow qualified for a division in the biggest pinball tournament on the planet. So let me walk you through this. All right. So I am on the pinberg.com website backslash 2019 backslash live backslash player. Uh, and, uh, so, so you could follow along if you like, but just go to pember.com and look at the 2019 results. Uh, if you click on my name, it'll give you, and you click on anyone's name, it will give you an in-depth, uh, showing of that. So day one, group one, my very first Pember bag. Oh, oh, yo, I'm so sorry. I haven't had coffee today, guys. <laughs> I haven't even had coffee or tea. Danielle usually makes those in the morning and I struggled to get out the, the door and go walk the goats this morning. And then I had to clean out the pool. Um, oh, I was listening to the, the new final round, which was awesome. Interview the final round on the pinball network. Of course, uh, they were interviewing Carl D'Angelo and for their commercial, as, as many of you know, awesome interview, by the way, Carl, that was really neat. They talked about how he worked for, I think 15 days straight to get to the wizard mode and big buck hunter. And, Talked about whether or not hopefully Indisc may or may not be able to happen and uh, Carl's thoughts on that. So go over there and listen to that. Marty and Jeff, you killed it on there. Thank you so much for that. Um, great interview. But something I thought was funny, Marty, finally it's picking up only after a year of calling him Zach Attack Many. Because let's be honest, Zach attacks everything like, well, like it's his baby. He wants to get an A-plus on everything. He's not only one of the best pinball podcasters and certainly best singers in pinball, uh, but also he's, he just, you know, he's, he's a distributor and he goes to tons of shows and he's there and he's attacking it 24, seven, 365. I thought I ate and slept, breathed pinball. This guy, this guy basically has an IV of pinball going into him 24 seven, right? So they did the commercial, Teolis and uh, uh, Marty Robbins did the commercial. And in the commercial, thank you, Marty, they called him Zach Attack Many. Now, I have no clue if Marty Robbins listens to my show, probably not. Uh, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's probably heard top three with Orby 
on the pinball network as, you know, being, you know, being there. So maybe he heard me say it there, or maybe Marty just agrees with me that that's a cool name for, for, for the Zach attack himself. Right. So anyways, thought that was pretty cool. Go over and listen to that episode of the final round. It was incredible. Uh, there is a new episode of the pinball show, which came out with Zach and Den Den, which I, I think I'm allowed to call him that only because it was my birthday. Right. Is that, is that, I don't know. Anyways, I try not to call him that because he respectfully had said a couple times he didn't love it. But maybe he's came around on it and just realized that that's his name now. So I don't know. Anyways, Dennis, I love you. Uh, don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. Uh, it was only for my birthday I called you that. But okay, let's go back to Penberg and talk about what happened there on my very first session. So 9 a.m., 10 a.m., I don't know, first thing in the morning, the bell rings. If it is 10 a.m., that'd be pretty funny because that's like five minutes from now, Chicago time. Um, so the very so each one of the banks has a name. Uh, this is Bank 14, and I it's called Vernerens. I don't know. I'm sorry if I mispronounce any of them, but it had No Fear, a game which I rented. It had Freedom, a game which I had played, I think, once before. Raven, a game I had never played, and Blackjack, a game which I had played, and and uh, ironically, or no, Blackjack, a game I had never played, but a good friend of the show, listener Brad Hopkins, went on to purchase, and pretty neat show. I didn't know how it worked then, but I did read the pin tips, I believe, on it, and in that very first bank, oh, well, let's go over my seating. So going into that bank, I was seated 612th of a 1,000 of the best pinball nerds on the planet. And I ended up surprising myself and doing pretty good. So every single time that you play, you can get four, two, one, or zero. So you get zero if you get last place of your foursome in that on that machine. Then you get four if you get first. So a perfect round at Pemberg is a 12. And I did pretty well. I got second place in my very first bank ever. Uh, Mike, Mike Schmidt won it. And... He ended up getting nine points. I ended up getting seven. So seven points is actually like kind of my decent round. And that's actually kind of the story of why I went to A Division. So A Division would be everybody ranked from first place, probably Raymond Davidson or Escher Lefkoff or Keith Elwin at this point, all the way down to 200th. So I had a long way. Like I was trending for going in uh, not A, because that would have been, and not B, because that would have been 200th to 400th, not even C, which would have been 400 to 600. According to my IFPA ranking, I was supposed to be in D division. And honestly, like D division is probably where I should have been at seeing who else I was playing with in A. Oh my God. Okay. So then on bank two, I ended up playing on the Rothenness. Uh, this is bank 12 for my second one. And I ended up playing Austin Powers Satin Doll, uh, really cool old EM. Uh, Road Kings, I believe it's an EM or Salt State. No, Satin Doll's got to be an EM. And then Flash. Road Kings, I had never played before. Flash, I had never played. And Satin Doll, I had never played. Austin Powers, I believe I had played one game of that uh, at an expo or something. Ooh. Excuse me. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, my gosh. Only thing worse than a pinball nerd going off topic is one yawning in your freaking ear while you're driving down the road or doing your job or chilling at home or however it is you listen to this pinball podcast. So in that group, 
I surprised myself and I tied for a win in my second bank ever. And I was going against some some really good players here. So that that uh, getting second place that bumped me up from 612th to 324th. So there I would have been trending for B division. Then I got an 84 and that shot me up another 111 spots. That meant I went into session three, basically bank three, in 213th spot. Uh, and then I ran into like kind of my first pinball celebrity I knew. And of course, that was Greg Pavarelli. Uh, I know he's recorded with Steve Bowden before uh, in the Meltdown Pinball podcast. And uh, he's also been on, I know he's been on Jeff Teolis' pinball profile and I, most people in the New York City pinball scene know Greg. Uh, really nice guy, really outgoing, uh, very passionate. Um, and I was playing with him, and I almost beat him, but I lost him by to him by one point on Bank 80, which was actually used in the D finals with Dr. Penn and my friend Megan, who were playing on that, actually. So you know, on Bank 80, we had Transformers Pro, uh, Transformers I had never played. Uh, Genie, which I had played before, and I kind of actually knew Genie a little from playing it on Pinball Arcade. So that helped, you know, a little bit of virtual doesn't, it, at least if you're going to play a pinball machine for the first time at Pinburg and you're trending for A Division, you want to at least know the rule set from having played it on a virtual pin if you couldn't have played it live, right? And then the other game was um, Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero is one of the few pinball machines that helped make me fall in love with pinball. Uh, back in London, Ontario, the good old Forest City, showed out uh, to all my Loppel and, and uh, Monday Night Pinball nerd friends there. Um, Last Action Hero was the only pinball machine that was at Wally World. And I actually had a Seasons Pass. Wally World was a surprise, surprise. Water Park. Uh, same name as National Lampoon's Summer Vacation, yes. Uh, not same company. I don't think that owned it, obviously. But uh, I I actually knew Last Action Hero fairly well because a uh, friend of the show and listener, Sean Russell, owned it. I forget if he owned it then. Uh, another friend, Megan, who I was just talking about, she owned it, who went to finals. And then I had also played it a couple other places since then. Oh, I played it when... Uh, um, when, when I was territory manager for Flying Monkeys Craft Brewery, I was in Windsor, and I played it there at, I forget the name of the bar, but the bar right beside, actually, believe it or not, the water park in Windsor. And then I got to play one of my favorite, more so looks-wise than play-wise, but I do like to play, one of my favorite EMs, Hang Glider. And I have thought about this one and since then. So if any of you pinball nerds have a Hang Glider, and it's in decent shape, and you want to get rid of it. it. Doesn't have to be incredible; can be player's condition, but playable. I don't want a, a project pin. I'm not good at fixing them, guys. Come on, message me at the Pinball Nerds Podcast Facebook page. And the other thing I wanted to mention today, also from Facebook, is it happens to be National Pinball Day because it's Roger Sharp's birthday. So happy National Pinball Day to all you pinball nerds out there. Um, but Joe Chervino of the Pinball Degenerates. Uh, and also who takes tons of pictures at Pemberg, including one of my favorite pic pictures with me standing in front of Escher Lefkoff taking a picture, taking a selfie with Escher Lefkoff. Um, Joe Chervino put together 
a really cool trivia thing that you can do. So go to the Pimmel Nerds podcast page. You'll see a picture of Roger Sharp and myself. Roger Sharp, I'll mention more so in day two, but you'll see a picture uh, and and then the most uh, the most up-to-date post, the most recent post, I put a link to Joe Cervino's 28-question uh, Roger Sharp trivia. I'm in last place, Pimmel Nerds. You'll see my name, Pimmel Nerds, on there. Get over there. Made me feel not too bad. I love Roger Sharp, but I have a horrible memory. So there's a very, very good chance that that's why I got so many of those wrong. But I see that I'm 20 minutes through here, so I better truck on through. I'm never going to get through both days of Pimberg. I just missed my listeners so much that I, I just... I ramble on when I finally get to talk to you. All right. So after session three, I got seven points, kind of my average story of the day. And Greg Pavarelli got an eight. So I tied for second. Uh, we were playing with four players in the top 200 here. So that was, yeah, that was pretty good. So session four, there's five sessions per day in case you never play Pimberg, by the way. So session four, I had to play with Andrew uh, Pancoast, who I believe I did interview uh, one of the 67 people that I interviewed, literally 67 people that I interviewed at Pimberg. You guys can go back and listen to those from, you'll you'll see it's earmarked from a year ago, whatever, Pinball Nerds podcast or then. And I actually had usually between four to eight different Pinball Nerd interviews on each show, so you won't have to switch shows there. Um, but yeah, so on that session four, I got my first ever Pimberg win. And ironically, funny enough, I tied with Elliot Keith, not maybe the most famous Keith in pinball, but still Elliot's awesome. Elliot Keith and Andrew Pancoast. We tied. Yeah, I remember doing that interview. That's so funny. Let's look at the games in that bank. The games in that bank were Revenge from Mars, which that one I actually had played and knew okay. Uh, High Low Ace had never played before. Robocop had played before, but didn't know that well. And Incredible Hulk, I kind of know and had played a little bit, believe it or not, when I was um, a sales rep for um, Collective Arts Brewing out of Hamilton, actually. They had one in the brew pub there. So that was kind of cool. The fifth and final session of the day, people were starting to say to me, dude, you're trending for A. Be careful. Be careful what you wish for kind of thing. Like, you're going to be stuck playing with A players all day tomorrow if you don't shat the bed a little. But you guys know me. I eat, sleep, breathe, pinball. There's no way that I wasn't going to give 150 million percent. So the next one's called the Sextons. Uh, this is the Guardians of the, in, in this bank, Bank 47 is Guardians of the Galaxy Pro L. El Toro, El Toro, which is like a one player EM uh, shack attack. Do you want me to shoot it? No, do you want me to pass it? No, do you want me to slam it? Yeah, Shaq. Uh, hadn't played that before. And then 8-Ball Deluxe, I had played before. Listenered and friend of the show, Mr. Mike Dimas, formerly of the Canadian Pinball Podcast and just overall awesome dude. He had that game, and so that's why I kind of knew that one. Now, speaking of Mike Dimas, Mike Dimas took the time and energy to write for me uh, a, a really nice birthday thank you. And he recorded it and sent it to me. So I'm going to play it now. Thanks, Mr. Mike Shoto Dimas. Ball nerd. I hope you don't step on any goat turd. <laughs> Heard it's your birthday, so I'm spreading the word. You're a year older, brother. Congrats. Just beware of all the farm animal chats. <laughs> London has a serious Orby drought. Ah, we miss you, bro. Happy birthday! Shout out. 
man, that could have been a full, that could have been a full length song. As many of you listeners know, uh, Mike Dimas and the other half of his team, Tony, they uh, many, many years ago did for me, many years ago, year and a half maybe ago, did a really cool, like kind of like a pinball rap that I used, I think, for 100 episodes. So I'm going to try to find that actually and play that for you guys sometime. Sometime when I'm not this far behind because I've got five minutes left to go through day two. So let's keep her moving. But Dimas, thank you so much for sending that out. I really appreciate it. And I probably hung out with Mike more than maybe anyone else at Pimberg. So uh, missing you even more now, buddy. But next year it will happen. Uh, Mike Dimas, myself, Joe Stanzik will all be tailgating on a patio drinking cheap, like cheap, cheap, cheap $1 or less cans of, of uh, light beer, Bud Light or something. I don't know, but it's so cheap there. You had got to love it. So a division I was just ecstatic for, but I was also very nervous because I knew I'd be playing with. Now, once you're in A division, you only play with, well, A division, really good players. So my very first division of group of the day, I was feeling a lot hungover. I believe there was a dead flip after party uh, was that night. And uh, I stayed out even later with Peace Man Nick. Shout out, Peace Man Nick. Uh, missing you too, buddy. And actually, I put up a, a picture with me and Steve Bowden because I was kind of going through my Pemberg pictures and I remembered having a great time. It was really awesome to meet Mr. Fun with Bonus himself that night. And um, I thought I would put that picture up because I you know, I was just missing everybody at Pemberg. And funny enough, I didn't even notice this. Peace Man Nick's in the background. And Peace Man Nick sent me a message this morning. Peace. Sorry, Peace. Sent me a message like, dude, thanks for including me in your new profile pic. And I was like, what? And then I, I thought he was being sarcastic. Like, why didn't you put me in there? And then I looked and there he is right there. So for any of you who have ne not been to Pemberg, when you finally go to Pemberg and you meet Peace, he's going to be as rad as you th thought he would be. Okay. All right. So bank one was called Yesternoon. And I got a five. Got second last place out of the group. So uh, that was on No Fear, which I rented. Uh, no, I can't believe No Fear was in two banks. Casanova, Sorcerer, and Stingray. I love Stingray, but I it didn't love me that day. Now, by then, I was feeling a little sorry for myself. I dropped from 152 out of 200 people in Pimberg. Uh, oh, be, no, because I ended up getting five in that. It actually raised me just a little to go to be seated 141. Uh, and and as I was sitting there feeling sorry for myself for not doing very good, I looked to the right, and Robert Gagno was playing right there. Canada's top player, by the way. Uh, ranking wise, at least anyways. And, uh, well, certainly he is, he's just, he's an incredible player. And then to my left was playing Roger Sharp. And I thought, you know what? I'm not having a good day, but I'm going to ask this guy for a selfie. And if he says yes, my day's better. And I asked him for a selfie and not only graciously did he give me a picture, Roger Sharp took about five minutes out to actually sit there and chat with me for a bit. Uh, I was too nervous to tell him I have a pinball podcast. I didn't ask him for an interview. He probably has no clue who I am, but it was just really cool to get to talk to the guy that saved freaking pinball. And honestly, I said this, if it wasn't for Roger Sharp, my life would have been so different. Like pinball may not have existed. Companies may not have existed. Stern may not have gone on past that. You know what I mean? Like, so my life would have been a lot different. So Roger Sharp, thank you, buddy. All right, let's see what happened here in... The next one. Oh, so this is the one that I actually had to play with Robert Gagno. So 
that was just funny because he was playing to my right, but then I had to play with him and we had to play skateball of which I got second on. Oh, and I was playing this, this, uh, this bank with the other two founding members of dead flip. So dead flip was a re- originally a group of guys who played in a pinball league in Chicago. And that was Brad Stark and Nick Campbell and Brad and Nick, I got to hang out with at the, uh, well, I got to hang out with them again at the pinball degenerates party. Uh, that's Joe Chervino's uh, group there on Facebook. And I got to hang out with them there, but I also got to hang out with them a couple other times. And I can't remember when, but I, they were, I'm assuming they were the dead flip after party. I'm not sure if I chatted with them there, but um, thought that was so cool. Then we played creature from black lagoon, Grand Prix and dirty Harry. And you're welcome, Robert Gagno for not beating you on skateball. Cause I almost did, but by one shot, I think I missed out on it. And that gave Robert his 12. So every time you get a perfect score of 12, you get a really cool Pemberg coin metal thing. And he got one and I've never got one. Someday I will try to do it. But so I got a five there. So I sunk back again to 159. Then I got a five on the, the next one. I played with uh, Robert DeStacio, um, who beat me. I got third. He got second. And I did an interview with him, which is really cool. Jeff Mack won that bank. That was bank 21. That had X-Men Premium, High Hand, Roller Games, and Alien Star on it. Um, love Roller Games and Alien Star. Just couldn't put it together. The next bank was Bank 81. This is for Session 8, the third session. or Yeah, four, yeah third session, I think, of day, day two. Played World Poker Tour, Super Straight, Escape from Lost World, and Algar. And when I played Algar, I put my finger like I'm a number one finger in front of the Al. The, uh, sorry, the L for Algar. So it looked like it said it, the machine was Agar. And I don't know where that picture is, but it might be on my phone that died. So the next one I played was Bank 81. And that that was, oh no, I just described that to you. And on that one, I shot the bed and got three points. That was the second last one of the day. And then for the final one of the day, I shot the bed again. Ah, I didn't really shot the bed. I was playing with so many good players. Uh, I got to play with Louise uh wagon sonar and she was i think at the time the third or fourth ranked top female on the planet and she's just really nice as well got an interview with her the following day actually you guys can go back and listen to that um but we played iron man mars trek indiana jones the williams one the one i'm horrible at uh and space shuttle and i had a great time uh now i ended up finishing like uh, well, I was seated 180th going into that and got three points. So I th- think I finished 192nd. I finished about as low as you can actually finish. But that being said, pinball nerds, it's time to go. Until next time, remember to eat, sleep, and breathe pinball. Uh-huh.